Welcome to the Dealing With It podcast. If you feel like you're on the stationary bike of life and can't get off, this show's for you. We'll help you ditch your counterproductive habits, build rewarding relationships, and set goals you'll actually reach. Whether you're a workaholic or just getting by, we'll help you get out of your own way and create a life you love. Are you ready to start dealing with it? Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Max. Today we're gonna be talking about identity. But first, before we do that, what are we dealing with today? I turned 24 years old. Yesterday. Dealing with that. (laughs) (laughs) What emotions come up for you? It feels good. I feel like everybody gets really freaked out about getting older, but I feel like I'm just getting better every year. Yeah, I love that. I'll be interested to see how your perspective changes when you're on the other side of 25. Okay, that though, I don't want to, like, 24, we're still young. I'm going to, like, tw- next year's 25, which is a bit, it's a different thing. It's a You have something whole... to say, just say it to me right now. <laughs> Lindsay's 26 No, I'm old. not. Yeah, you are. No, you're, oh, oh you're not. Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> She's 25. I'm 25. You're going to um, 26. Yeah. Yeah, but I was, I was just going to say, I feel like people get more freaked out about birthdays, like, after 25s, because apparently, like, Getting older is quote unquote bad in this society, and then 30 is a whole hump, and then. Yes. So I'll be interested to see how you feel. But I'm thriving. Yeah, but you're young and spry. I'm young and spry. And what are you dealing with, Lindsay? Um, I am just dealing with a lull in my symptoms. I've had like a headachey kind of past couple days because I'm still dealing with recovering from this head injury. Um, And you always heal here that healing is not linear, um, but it's kind of hard when you live it. It feels like a bit of a roller coaster. And, you know, I've had good days previously, so I know I can have them again. So it's just a matter of, you know, listening to my body and keeping a balance between, you know, keeping myself occupied and entertained and like hopeful, but also like navigating my symptoms, which just might mean that I need more rest than usual and can't do all the things that I'm used to doing. But we're navigating, we're navigating it okay. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about identity. So to me, identity is kind of like these labels we use um, to like label ourselves and label other people. And they're basically just, we attach meaning to them that can be, you know, this is just a person who does X action thing, or it can be, you know, into the stories we tell about people. So if you think about like, Identity is partly like the job you do. Like if you're a teacher, that means, you know, you do X, Y, Z. And And it might even go as far if if you're a teacher to say like, you're a caring person, you might be more nurturing. Like we can just like Mm -hmm. build and build off of these identities that people have. Yeah. And it might be something like a job, but it might be something that's also been like a, maybe a character or personality trait you've had for so long and people have picked up on that, but then it's like now stuck to you forever. And it's like mm-hmm. put you in this box where you're no longer allowed to like evolve from that definition that people have given you. Yep. And it can, it can also be things like, you know, if you're someone who's LGBT or like a person of color, all that stuff is also can be labeled. And especially with that stuff, I think to people attach all sorts of different stories. So things, that's how you get into like mm-hmm. stereotypes, stereotypes. Yeah. Um, which is like stuff we're going to talk about in a bit. And so 
basically the way I see it is we identify ourselves by how we're the same or different from other people. We identify ourselves by comparing ourselves to other people mm -hmm. in a way. That's how we decide who we are. And identity really drives, you know, what we do for better or for worse. And that's why we wanted to talk about it today. Mm -hmm. So for me, I feel like the, the idea of labels comes up a lot and it can be, like I said, labeling yourself from like, you know, external cues, like someone has picked up on a character trait that I, you know, displayed maybe early on in my life. And so it's now, oh, Lindsay is very intellectual or Lindsay is very logical, right? Stubborn. <laughs> Thank you for labeling me. Perfect. Really good. Um, but also it can be the flip side, right? Like you can be the person projecting or like picking up on someone's character trait and thus labeling, right? So mm -hmm. like, you know, in our dynamic, it might have been that, well, compared to me, you are, you were quote unquote lazy or quote unquote messy. Mm -hmm. yep. And so like I, and maybe the rest of our family too, projected that onto you and that just became you as a person. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think, cause I think identity and especially label stuff, that's something, especially when we're young, we learn that stuff from what other people tell us mm -hmm. or like, you know, if you do X thing, if you're really good at like giving gifts, you always remember people's like birthdays and you always say like, hello to someone, like you're someone who's really friendly and like nice. Mm -hmm. And we learn that certain labels are associated with certain actions and certain ways of being. And some of them are better or worse to like subjectively because it's just based mm -hmm. on what we learn and what we, you know, internalize. Like, mm -hmm. for, like stubbornness is a good example of like that can have a really positive connotation and a really negative one. It mm -hmm. just like depends on your point of view. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that kind of ties into the piece about it can be a neutral statement. It can be you are messy, but it might not be a bad thing in like depending how you look on it, but it's how we attach judgment to it. Like, for example, I would attach messy with like unorganized or uncaring or mm -hmm. and that is like a negative judgment on top of you so mm -hmm. that's i think hard harder to navigate um but also i think it can be hard the flip side too is if it's like a positive association you might feel like you always have to rise to that occasion and then maybe you end up not being true to yourself so i think it can be tricky mm -hmm. to, to navigate on both ends absolutely and Identity is fluid. Like even between different situations, you're a different person mm -hmm. and throughout your life, you'll become you know, a different person. Your identity will change. You know, it can be like changing jobs, having kids, like all that sort of stuff throughout our lives mm -hmm. changes how we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. But also I think like we know that our subconscious mind and our belief systems like form at a really early age. So I think although we are fluid as humans and we do change and evolve over time. I think it's really easy to take what you were told in childhood throughout your entire life. Like, I think I'm a prime example of that. You know, like I, from a very young age was competitive and stubborn and intellectual and logical. And like, you know, my teachers said that, my peers said that, my family said that. So I like took that through elementary school, through high school, through my undergraduate degree, through my master's degree. And it wasn't until lately when we all know I am taking the great pause right now <laughs> with my healing journey, but I actually did an exercise. I can't remember. It was probably prompted from like a podcast I've been listening to or something, but it was like 
Make a list of things that people like tell you that you are, that you've been told that you are, you've heard this all your life. So again, mine would be competitive, like maybe maybe emotionless or stern or cold or direct, confident, like all those kinds mm-hmm. of things. You, you can paint a picture. And then I made a list of who I think I am as a person. And it was a really interesting experiment because things came up that I would have never labeled myself as before, like creative and curious and empathetic, which are all kind of more softer qualities. But because all my life I was told that I was just hard and structured and rigid, those were never like options for me. Like I think as simple as like in elementary school, I wasn't the best drawer, right? There was someone that in the class that was a better drawer than me. So by default, I just like wasn't as creative, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's just something as simple as that. But Making those two lists, I was just like, wow. Like, Mm -hmm. I have been so limited. I have told myself a big one over and over that I'm not creative. I have relinquished all creative control in any of my endeavors because I'm like, well, I'm just not creative. Right. But, and then I, but since I've leaned into it, I've proved to myself time and time again that I actually am really creative. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of, we were talking about this before we started recording of just, What you accept as truth, whether you accept that you are one way or aren't one way, it will manifest into your reality. You'll like, you'll find that proof, right? So if I, again, if I was told that I'm confident and outgoing and whatnot, I will see that time and time again because I'm looking for that in my life. But since I accepted for so long that I wasn't creative, I stopped looking for opportunities for me to create, be creative. Like I said, I relinquished all creative control to anybody around me that had any more interest in that or was mm-hmm. has proved to be more creative than me. And so that just proved myself right and further propagated the cycle. Yeah, I think like along with that too and kind of what you're saying is labels are useful in a lot of ways because they help sort of give us this really concise definition of like and figure out who we want to be and who we don't want to be but I think the problem happens when we have labels that are really I can't think of the word the opposite of fluid like strict and rigid (laughs) yeah strict and rigid exactly like the, the problem becomes when you're like you know, say you are a person, you're like, I'm a mom, I have a kid, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, moms shouldn't do this and they don't Mm -hmm. do this and they don't do this, but you do those things and you feel bad because you're like, maybe I'm a bad mom. Mm -hmm. But it's like, but there's such a variety in all labels, you know, across like what motherhood looks like, what, you know, Mm -hmm. being creative looks like, all that sort of stuff that when we start being like, oh, if I do X, Y, Z, I'm not this, or Mm -hmm. if I am this that I can't do, you know, I can't be creative or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when we get into trouble and we end up limiting ourselves. Mm-hmm, exactly. We, we had a conversation. I was, I was going to say lately, but within COVID, which it all feels like lately, but you know, <laughs> when we've all been stuck in our houses and we're just like twiddling our thumbs and like really exploring deeper parts of ourselves, I guess. Um, we just had the conversation. I can't remember how this came up, but we decided that like, you telling yourself that you're lazy and messy and me telling you that you're lazy and messy doesn't allow you to be clean and tidy. I think you maybe expressed something along the lines of like, 
whatever I do, it's not good enough. And mm-hmm. like, I am trying to meet you in the middle and I'm trying to, you know, be cleaner and tidier, but because we're both putting this label on me, I am so limited and yeah. I don't feel appreciated when I do do those things because, you know, it's quote unquote out of character for me. Yeah. And that that's been, that was a huge point of contention for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think like what sort of happened with that is the real difference between us is we have different habits in terms of cleaning. And I think you get a lot more like soothed feeling out Mm -hmm. of cleaning than I do, which is why we're different. So it's like talking about it in that kind of nuance is hard. And it's easy to just be like, oh, you're organized and clean and I'm disorganized Mm -hmm. and messy. You know, it's easy Mm -hmm. to, that's what we have labels for. It's like shorthand. But it's like, if you go deeper, the reality is you get something out of cleaning and you have the habits that I, you know, didn't have and I'm working on for Mm -hmm. my own but Stuff. maybe you would have been able to develop them so much sooner if we didn't label you, yes. label you off the bat when you were just little tyke as like you're the lazy, messy younger sister yeah. that gets everything done for you, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, again, it's it's kind of this self-fulfilling prophecy thing of if other people tell you this and you tell yourself this, it gives you an excuse. Like it gave me an excuse to never change my habits because I was the person who was disorganized and messy, mm-hmm. like just inherently, like just naturally. Like mm-hmm. that's what I told myself. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I never bothered to change it until recently when we started to have these conversations and start looking at like, yeah, who am I? And who like, who do I want to be? And I am a person who is organized mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. most of the time. Well, yeah, <laughs> reporting back on an episode or two ago of you said you were starting these habits like yeah to this day like your bed is made your floor is cleaned you are like unloading the dishwasher in the mornings without prompting like there's so much less resistance and I just have mm-hmm. seen you like step up into like an adult role yeah and like it's so nice but it's like huh like yeah if we would have uncovered this so much earlier it's just like imagine yeah you where you would be now because you would have started so much earlier yeah, yeah. And I like I think that that comes because you relaxed your definition of what organized has to be. Mm-hmm. And so did I, mm-hmm. you know, in different ways. So mm-hmm. and the thing it's so interesting with us because it's all relative, right? So basically, it's like, if I'm one thing, you must be the other. Because it's all relative. Because if I'm one thing to the extreme, well, then you must, by default, be the opposite. But it's like, Mm -hmm. well, we can be probably on the same side of of a spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. But just, it's all relative. So if I'm Mm -hmm. more, you're less. And if you're, yeah, vice versa. Well, and I think a huge thing with this whole thing, too, is the, the stories and the, like, you know, good and bad we attach this kind of thing. Because, like... Saying someone is, you know, more organized or less organized, or even saying someone disorganized, like that to me is not inherently a bad thing. Those words mm-hmm. aren't inherently bad, but mm-hmm. we start attaching stories to like, like you said, like, oh, if someone is, you know, a disorganized person, oh, then they're lazy and they're mm-hmm. messy and they're inconsiderate. Unreliable. Yeah. yeah. When it's like, well, in reality, I don't need the same kind of, you know, control of my environment that you feel you do to feel soothed. I'm a lot more laid back than you are. Mm -hmm. Like that's, and again, it's just like different sides of the spectrum. And Mm -hmm. you can look at there, like there's bad and good in both ways. And it's just the way you look at it. You know, we had a conversation sometime at some (laughs) point about, you know, a friend who was often late Mm -hmm. and you know, this is a big thing mm-hmm. for me. Like this mm-hmm. is a like my Achilles heel is like 
people being late. And again, that is just like a statement. Like that's just a yeah. fact. Like if we agreed to meet at noon and someone, you know, shows up at 12.05, the definition is that is late, mm-hmm. right? And so that is neutral. But I have such a hard time with attaching judgment to being late because, you know, I label people as inconsiderate or unreliable. And those things are really strong values that I hold. And so therefore, when I deduce that people are like that, it really makes me like label them and judge them as as such. And maybe like down the line, I might not even feel like I can rely on them for other things that are irrelevant of like timing, Mm -hmm. but it just goes to show like how much this can be layered like onto each other. Like it can create this whole narrative, which Mm -hmm. can be really harmful. Absolutely. And like, it's, it's a thing with that too. And when you talk about like, when you start telling your stories about people, you might kind of cut them off. Cause it's like, maybe you have someone who is frequently late in your life. Like I often am several minutes late to things because I, that's just how my organization skills are right now. Mm -hmm. But I also do a great job at whatever I do. So it's like, that's one of those things where it's like, if you stop judging the lateness and you're like, okay, if, if it's like five, 10 minutes, I can handle that because this person does such a great job where they like Mm -hmm. offer me, you know, something else. It's just like a balance. Yeah, exactly. So that's a little bit about how labels can hold us back and how we can kind of hold back others by putting labels on them and not allowing for that fluidity. Um, But on the flip side, labels and identity labels can actually really help us develop the habits we want to and move towards the people we want to be. So in remembering that labels are fluid and they can change, if you wanted to be, say, a more organized person, you might look at, well, you know, in my view, in my beliefs, what does an organized person do? Like, this is kind of what I did when I started the really good habit of making my bed. And that kind of helped me organize my whole room is I was like, I want to be an organized person. And in my view, an organized person would make their bed every single day. And Mm -hmm. so I started doing that. And it's like, when you start doing that, you start sort of like casting votes for the person you want to be. Yeah. If I make my bed most mornings, I would say like, I'm an organized person, because most of the time I do that Mm -hmm. behavior that I think an organized mm-hmm. person would do. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, like I'll use the example of my being creative. Like if I accept and decide that I'm a creative person, I now see more opportunity and I have a tendency, and I think a lot of us do, to like shrink away from what we don't think we are. Like, right, like I said before, like I would just let anyone else be creative on my team and I would just do other things where my strengths lie or like where I've told my strengths lie. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have the tendency to like shrink away from anything creative. I'm like, well, well, no, no, I'm not creative. Like it's basically like a muscle that I just haven't flexed in like a long, long time. And so I'm just, when I say, okay, I am a creative person. Like, yeah, what opportunities are available to me as a creative person? And then I start like drawing on our family calendar and making cute little like, you know, designs and bubbles Mm -hmm. for every month or like... I take it upon myself to actually, you know what? No, I was gonna like put this task onto someone else, but I'm gonna try to do it myself. And you just see more and more of those opportunities when you allow yourself to step into that Mm -hmm. label or role or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Well, I think that that too, like kind of what you said about like flexing the muscle. I think one of the reasons we do sometimes limit ourselves 
with labels is because we're scared of mm-hmm. trying something and not being good at it. Like as a previous like gifted child person, I definitely have this thing sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm like, if I'm not immediately good at something, then I'm just not meant oh, to do God, it and I don't want to do it. Yeah. So yeah. like like you said, like even if you're like, okay, well, I want to be a creative person and I want to like draw, but I don't feel like I'm really good at mm-hmm. drawing. It's like, it's scary to just do it anyways. Well, I think, okay, that's, I like that you said that because I think, yeah, I boiled that down to like in elementary school, like drawing, but being creative has so many different definitions. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a great drawer, like I'm an average drawer, you know, but that's not where I'm basing all of my creativity on, right? Like I'm creative in that I think of color schemes and I can see like mm-hmm. things that go nicely together and maybe more in a graphic design or interior design sense. So mm-hmm. don't limit yourself to one singular activity or definition of a quote unquote label because you're just thinking too small, right? You're yeah. still keeping yourself in a box of like, well, creative people can draw and I can't draw, therefore I'm not creative. Like that is just re- like, you're mm-hmm. hindering yourself so much. Yeah, so I definitely, I mean, I would I would challenge, you know, anybody listening to this to start noticing when you start labeling yourself. You know, if you mm-hmm. say, oh, I can't do that because of, you know, this, I'm this. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. not, not organized, I'm not that creative, you know, I'm not athletic, whatever. Yeah, and... and- um and yeah I invite you to do the same journaling exercise that I did and make a list of the qualities that you feel have been like bestowed upon you or even that like on the surface like what comes to mind for you like me I'm competitive stubborn Mm -hmm. like the things I've been told my whole life but then flip it and say who do I think I truly am as a person that other people might not see, but I feel to my core? And maybe like, what are things that like, you know, I haven't flexed this muscle in a while, but I think it's still there. I just, that was a really eye-opening experience for me. So I invite you to do the same. Yeah. And you can also look at that stuff in other people too, right? You can look at the people around you, especially the people closest to you and just ask yourself, what traits do you think they have? Or what are you expecting from them yeah. as well? Yeah. Do you expect this person to show up late? Because, mm-hmm. you know, then you're just waiting for it to happen. And mm-hmm. then anger is born out of those expectations. Right? Yeah. And again, there's like, there's a balance with this, right? Because going back to the like example of being late, there's there's a balance between, you know, what where your boundaries are, right? If you know someone's consistently five, 10 minutes late, but you're like, I can live with that. I'll just always know that I need to have something to do for the first time, mm-hmm. five, 10 or minutes. Or like you be a little more lax and be like, okay, I might show up. Like yeah. I might not be like 12 yeah. o'clock on the dot for this person, right? Yeah, but we're not saying that you give people permission to make you wait 30 minutes while you just get more and more resentful. Like that's mm-hmm. about boundaries, right? But in the same way, it's just about not attaching a story to that. Even if someone is 30 minutes late, then you just go, okay, well, I, you know, that, that felt like, that wasn't the, the best use of my time. And mm-hmm. next time I'm not going to wait 30 minutes. Yeah, maybe you know? your boundary is I'll wait 15 minutes yeah. and then I have to go. Like, yeah, but it's about removing the sort of like resentment and mm-hmm. the expectation and stuff and not seeing it as mm-hmm. necessarily a reflection of that in person's identity. Because again, it's like you even on different days and stuff, people have different stuff going on and mm-hmm. who they may appear to be on one day may not be who they really are. Mm-hmm. So we just, you know, approach it with kindness and with boundaries, but we just encourage you to, you know, dig a little deeper. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. See ya. Thanks so much for hitting play today. 
If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it on social media, or leave a review. You can find Lindsay online at lindsaymick on Instagram, Pinterest, or Facebook. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-M-C-K-K. You can find me, Max, on Instagram at MindfullyMax. We hope you'll join us again on the next episode of the Dealing With It podcast. Thanks for listening.